Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. If you are not tuning in live with us at twitch.tv slash robots radio on Sunday nights, 10 or 9 p.m. Eastern to 6 p.m p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Pacific, then you are missing out on our new video intro and all of the ridiculous efforts we go to in order just to get the show to start correctly. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. We are your professional podcasters here showing off our really, really advanced podcasting skills. I am your host, Tom or Robots, and with me as usual is our co-host, my co-host and your co-host, Logan. Hey, Captain Logan, how's it going? I'm doing good. Are you okay? You're doing good over there. This is what happens when you try to start a show four times in a row and the buttons don't do what you thought they did. And I don't know what's going on. I had I had a completely normal day up until this moment. Uh, Man, I had some burritos for dinner. It was real good. I just talked with some Dude. of our Rocket Club members. I got one of them set up with uh, hosting for their new podcast on on our hosting. Po- Everything's going well. Everything's normal. And then I started to, learn, I, and then it's like I'm drunk. I, I do the Cyberpunk Lorecast, and then I'm drunk. Um, Man, yeah, but yeah. we're here, and we've got a lot of good stuff to cover, though. So yes. you know, we we'll we'll kind of just march forward. You know, like like the rule book says, if you can walk into a room, make sure you stride into it. Let's get striding, shall we? Let's get striding. Let's get striding. Um, so welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are enjoying your Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven adventures. I know we are. This week we have some news. And we have uh, some tips and tricks. You have tips and tricks to go over, Logan? Is that something we're going hit yeah. to hit up today? And then yeah. um, Logan's been playing a lot, so he's got some insight into this. And I uh, and Logan have been discussing uh, potential lore things to discuss with you guys over the next few episodes. We're going to dive into Bart Moss and the data crash a little bit more in this episode at the end because it does relate to some of the stuff in 2077 that does get referenced and it's easy to miss. So. We wanted to cover that stuff as well. Before that, Logan, I'm, I'm, I'm just springing this one on you. Do you have a favorite thing that happened this week in the game while you're playing? Like a favorite thing to reference? Like, oh, this thing happened and it was hilarious. Or this weird bug happened and it was hilarious. Or this, I found this Funny character. This, this was awesome. Yeah, because I, I feel like you, you, I feel like you're baiting me into this discussion. Um, yeah, I actually, uh, so just, just as we were kind of running around, I spent a little time um, after I finished. So spoilers, I finished the game, took 122 hours. Uh, the ending that I got was very weird. I was not expecting it. Huh. And I, I decided to start up a nomad. So I started up the nomad, but I haven't do- dove into that. But um very happy with the way the game is. I went back uh, before the last mission just started running around and I found out that my save where I had already finished the game and I and, and, and kind of been after the game um, is gone. So I'm not quite sure 
if that's intended, if you start huh. start before the ending again, if you if you lose out on that, but yeah, I had a manual save post end game, and that is now gone. So I don't know what happened weird. there. But um, they're like, it never yeah, happened. So, it never. Yeah, it's, it, it was really happened. weird. You <laughs> think really this is reality? Weird. It's not. <laughs> just wait <laughs> so but uh so yeah i wanted to to uh shout out something i found out today if you guys find and this will be fun you, you'll get to figure out where this is if you go to the corner of congress and pigeon there is a hotel uh called the advocate hotel and if you head up to the terrace on top of advocate hotel there is a very awesome reference to blade runner and if you go up there it it's nighttime. It starts raining. There's lights uh, of AVs flying over. And if you head out to the edge of the building out on the terrace, mm -hmm. uh, you will actually see a character who is green. He can't kill them. And you don't have a name for them. It just says unknown. But they are sitting cross-legged with a bird in their hand. And they're very clearly dead. But they have white hair and a bunch of scrapes and a big uh, wound in their right hand. And it is very much a reference to uh, Roy Batty at the end of Blade Runner. And it was so cool to kind of come across this naturally because I, I did some digging afterwards and this has been known for oh, quite a while. People have figured out where all the where all the the uh, Blade Runner references are. But to find this just kind of emergent, I was so excited because the music changes when you go up there. You actually get like Blade oh. Runner-esque music and it's raining and there's a neon thing on the side of the building that says uh, the, the tears uh, fall, uh, you know, the tears wash away. And it's like a reference to the to the soliloquy that that Roy Batty gives at the end uh, huh. in front of Deckard. And it's just it was so cool to, to be able to run into that, you know, I, and and. I, I love how much they've just poured into this game. And, and when they talked about, you know, we talked about in the past episodes where uh, they talk about the world being a living character and to, to mm -hmm. kind of just run around and be like, all right, what doors are open? And I see, okay, well, this door's open. Oh, there's an elevator. All right, I'll, I'll go up there and check and see what's going on up there. You know, maybe I can kill some things, get some, some eddies, you know, help buy some of the last few vehicles I need. Nope. It's a beautiful beautiful homage to, to Blade Runner and it just it made my day today I was just like oh that, it's so perfect I, I went and I captured video I want to put it up on YouTube and be like this is the most amazing reference to Blade Runner I've ever found in any game I've ever played in the history of games and it just makes me want to play a Blade Runner movie or game now so that was that was mine how about you did you have something cool happen? man anything your, yours is really going to upstage mine now because mine is just kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Um, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I so completely skipped out on doing any of the like fist fighting, uh, like competition stuff. Like I did mm -hmm. the first one, right? You go downstairs early in the game, you meet the trainer dude and he's like, Hey, you can earn some money if you want to fight. And I was like, okay. So I did a little training thing with him. Right. And that was it. I didn't do any of them. I am now I at the part of the game where, uh, like, if you continue the main storyline, it's like, this is it. There's no turning back. You go in here, no turning back. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do some other stuff. So I've 
opened up most of the city. I've done a lot of events in like the more difficult parts of the city. I'm still I'm still just this overpowered ninja. I just jump on people and just chop their heads off with one one overpowered hit. I just go from one person to the next, just like popping their heads. It's no oh, longer even, cool. and this isn't my 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 highlight, but it, a just side note: it's no longer even like sword fight. Get them, stab them a few times, knock them over, kill them, go to the next guy. It's just like pop your head, pop your head, pop your head, pop your head. I win. Like that's it. That's all that happens. Yep. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I was I was in uh, what part of the city was it? Pacifica, just outside of Pacifica. You've probably done this. But you come across uh, this guy and his pregnant lady, and she's Caesar. like, "Yeah, yeah." She's like, "No, don't, don't do the fighting anymore, you idiot!" And he's like, "I'm gonna earn us some money, babe. I got this. I got this guy." And I hadn't done any of the other fighting, and I'm not built for fighting at all. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, man, let's do it." And he's like, "All right." And I was like, "But I'm gonna wager more for your car." And he's like, "That's cool," because he's got like that gold car. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I want, I want the gold car. Yeah, so I did it. So I hop in the ring with them, and I'm like, block, block, punch, punch, like two percent, three percent health. And I'm like, okay, I guess these take a little while. And then he's like, boom, boom, dead. And I'm like, oh, all right, try again. (laughs) So I'm like, punch, 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 and he's like, punch, punch, and I'm like, dead. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna win this because this is a skill challenge. This is this is no different than Dark Souls, right? Where like you come across mm-hmm. like a big enemy and you can just have to wail on them for a long time and just as long as you dodge every attack, you'll win. You just have to dodge every attack, right? Or block yep. every attack, whatever whatever your your thing is. So after like five tries, I beat him. And, nice. And I'm not built for that at all. And I beat him real bad. And then his his lady was like, "You idiot! We're gonna lose everything." Mm-hmm. And then you have the option of like take money but not car, take car but not money. Don't take anything because you feel bad for the guy. Take <laughs> or take both guess what i did i took both because i freaking earned that fight i earned it oh my god so now Can that I is sure... the only vehicle i drive around in is my shiny gold valentino vehicle with the so I, I have a I, I actually have to tell you a little bit about uh some fun stuff so he uh i, I don't know how how it's going to play out for you mine played out a little bit differently i left him the eddies and took the car uh-huh. And I I got hit up later on uh-huh. with uh, different parts of of um, the story. Like he stays in touch with you, and there's an end quest to that to that fighting quest chain. And uh, I'll be honest, I it was the last thing I had to do before I was going to go finish the game, and. I was I was sitting there trying to beat the last fight, and it is doable if you're not. If you're if you have the patience and you can scum save it, mm-hmm. but man, it is so frustrating to just continuously have to try and beat this fight because it's a it's a tough fight. And finally, I just gave up and who I was just it? like, screw it. Is it who is it against? It is against a gigantic animal uh, of a champion. Is it? And you're and down in the ring. Yeah, you're down in the yeah, ring. I did that one after that, and I and it wasn't as hard. Really? <laughs> do you know what I had? Do you know what you know what you do? I figured it out. Well, I was I, f- I, I was dodging 
the, the way I went about it was I was I was dodging his charge and then punching him in the back, but I, I couldn't ever get like a good hit on his gut. So I kept hitting the back of him um, and parrying his like close up attacks. OK, but it might be a different it one forever. Is it, I thought it was it's a female, but she's no, 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 no. It's a different no, one than that. This is a, this is a giant black dude. OK, OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That's what I did was a, a female animal lady who's like, let's go. And yeah, she's really slow. So all you have to do is wait for her to wind up and then do like a heavy attack in her face and then follow up with some little <clears> punches. <throat> and you just kind of loop that. And, and I figured out that that was pretty easy. Um, no. Yeah. This this was a really tough fight. And and this dude, one hit will will take you. It, let's see. I had a bunch of armor and uh, I mean, this is like the late game level 50, you know, mm-hmm. Logan here. He hit one of his hits took me from 100% down to like 15%. And I was like, oh, yeah, I yeah. can't get hit. Yeah. So it was very Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a, that's a really tough fight. But that's a it's a good ending to the to the story. But yeah, I was trying to I, I just pushed through that. But yeah, the, the fight with uh, Caesar was probably my favorite uh, next to Ozob, uh, which if you haven't run into Ozob, you're going to remember um, names because I don't remember names for anything. They left an impression, man. They they <laughs> seriously left an impression. Like once you run into Ozo, you don't forget Ozo. I'm just bad at names. I'm just like, I'm just bad. I just don't make a point to remember them. Um, but yeah. Anyway, those those were that was my adventure. Um, but we've Good. got all sorts like of stuff it. to get into. Uh, why don't we move into news? Let's talk about the news. Yeah. Um, so we've got. It hasn't been a busy news week. It's kind of been New Year stuff happening, but. Turns out that uh, somebody figured out a way to make yourself run faster than cars. So uh, (laughs) Awesome Games Done Quick happens to be starting today. Today is Sunday the 3rd. And if you don't watch Games Done Quick, you should go watch it out. It's a wonderful thing. It goes all week long. People speed run all sorts of different games. And they also raise money for a wonderful cause. Um, I've been watching these for years now and tried to donate every time. And it's just awesome stuff. It's on Twitch. Go look it up. But anyway, uh, in the game, somebody figured out that if you dodge before landing a jump and then chain that, you actually keep increasing your speed so that you can continue to move faster so that you're actually moving faster than a car would move down the road, which I think is absolutely hilarious because there's always stuff like this in games. Sure enough, it it works in cyberpunk. (laughs) So... I'm so funny. I'm hoping they speed run cyberpunk this week. I don't know if it's so new that they won't do it yet because of spoilers or whatever, but I would expect this to be in the game. Anytime they have to go anywhere, they're just going to like do the hop speed up thing. It's just crazy. I, I can't wait for the community to the speed run community to be playing around with this. Cause that is, it's one of the few things that, you know, I was, I, I don't know why, but IGN has been doing this series of videos uh, that Mark Medina has been leading up where they've been having the devs react to, um, to speedrunners like breaking the game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so yeah. funny watching this. And at this point I'm like, you know, I, I can't wait for the speedrunning community to, to start playing around with some of the, the, the things that they can figure out with uh, cyberpunk. Cause oh, and it's you such know, a fun world. You know, they're going to break oh. it because the, the code oh, in this game is just being held together with bandages. Yeah. Um, yeah they're going to break the crap out of this. They're going to clip walls. They're going to do all sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, yeah, I'm watching the video. It's pretty insane how fast they can get going. Yeah. So uh, you have a news item here about third person view in PC. Tell us about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, there's a we we talked last week on the uh, on on the community episode about mods. Um, there's a new mod available uh, that that came out by uh, Jelly Baker, uh, where you can actually download this to have in this. It's kind of a weird thing because we kind of talked about it in the past, but this mod will allow you to walk in third person. So a lot of people have been been talking about how they'd wanted third person mode for this game. So, you know, so much of it is focused on being able to actually see your character since there's so much emphasis on style and being kitsch and customizations and stuff. But you rarely ever get to see yourself uh, unless it's like in a mirror and the mirrors aren't flattering in this game. Like it, <laughs> yeah. you, you look like you're pretty ghoulish in most of the mirrors that you you check out. But this mod uh, is is very, very unstable i would say because not only do you have to install the mod but you also have to do a little bit of uh, code hacking that you have to implement because as we talked about your character doesn't actually have a head when you're playing in first person mode right the, the head is not loaded in so you have to actually load in your character's head like it's uh on a motorcycle or in a car so but it, it works they have a working mod available now if you're if you're so inclined for the pc community to be able to put yourself in third person mode and to be able to walk around it doesn't look like you can run <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> look like you can do very much at all <laughs> but but if you want to strut down night city walkways uh and see yourself in third person um this is this is definitely an interesting way this is a, a article <laughs> that came out through kotaku uh from luke plunkett so mm. shout out to them for for writing this up today literally not not that long ago just a couple hours they wrote up this article about it and uh yeah so uh, be warned this is this is definitely for people that are are a lot more comfortable with installing custom mods that require code base it's not just a, a click download and and get third person mode but it seems like these are kind of the first steps to the modding community playing around with this type of uh, system and giving the player a little more agency in, in what they want to do with this game on PC and just continues to show like this game really is, is going to be supported for a while, both with the community and with the, with the devs. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. And you know, movement forward is, is always exciting, even if it's a little glitchy at first, but that's how some odds go. You got to be ready for the glitch. Yeah, yeah very much so. <laughs> And then and that uh, kind of leads us yeah. into the next one. Yeah. So um, I I was I saw it on a tweet the other day, but then I went and verified for myself. If you guys actually head over to the C or to the uh, Cyberpunk web or no CDPR or is it C? I think it's Cyberpunk's website. Um, the Verge had an article out uh, that you put the the notes in here for, or maybe I put it in the notes. I can't remember. But there's actually <laughs> somebody. Uh, somebody put the notes. They just show up every week. We don't know who does them, and then we just read them. Yeah. <laughs> we we take credit the, for all the, the official website CD, CD or sorry, sorry cyberpunk.net uh, <laughs> there we go cyberpunk.net slash n slash dlc here's the link I'll put it in chat um yeah so on there it states and this was interesting because i i kind of was wondering about this but according to this website and i would imagine that this is probably still very true of what's going on the first dlc will be hitting uh in 2021 um it says early i'm probably gonna say it's gonna be mid to late at this point just because of how much work they're gonna be working on uh kind of patching the game and making sure that they that they uh, finish up the the tweaks that they need to do to make this game feel a lot more comfortable on console but most of that is going to be the engineering team uh, a lot of the art 
assets, animation, voice work, all of that stuff, they can move on to the DLC. So the first DLC is probably going to hit this year. It'll be free, which I actually think is kind of awesome because that's kind of what people loved about the witcher 3 was that the dlc came out and it came free to uh people who had purchased the game similar to this the the funny thing is uh i knew about the dlc when i purchased the xbox series or no the xbox one x cyberpunk edition because in the actual description of the game when you when you go into the actual system it says this is a copy of cyberpunk uh you claim it and a and the first dlc Hmm. uh so i always thought that the first dlc was was going to be something that's paid uh and that one of the benefits of buying the system was is that you got the first dlc included with the with the actual uh game purchase it may have originally been intended that way too yeah Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, and it's it's possible due to all the negative publicity there. They're trying to make up some uh, goodwill. That could be. A thing. I mean, they've earned. Yeah, they earn the money enough to be able to pay off everything. So everything right now is all profit. So why not at this point, if you've already taken care of the the cost of the development and the marketing and all that, why not? Uh, you know, as as a, a bit of a mea copa uh, to the community give out the free dlc free or give out the first dlc free uh a la witcher 3 in this instance yeah or so. or uh, it's very much in line with other games that this has been compared to uh things like fallout 76 and no man's sky both of which early True. expansions yeah. uh in fact fallout 76 is still making free content um and i think yeah. that might be their model at this point because of all the in-game um uh, uh, cosmetic stuff that they can make money off of uh, which is nice because if you're not into the cosmetic stuff you get all the gameplay stuff for free every time they release new quests and things like that if that's your main thing that's awesome yeah so yeah really yeah. really nice to see that so we don't know a time frame we don't know what it'll be about i'm kind of hoping and i mentioned this last week i'm kind of hoping that it's going to kind of flesh out uh, some of the the other areas in cyberpunk that are feel less uh, less quest heavy, I guess, less story driven. Yeah, you know, like Pacifica yeah. for me is always 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 kind of felt like there wasn't a whole lot going on down there. Um, the content that I did do there for the run that I did um, was was light and quick, and I was always kind of bummed because it felt like there was so much more of the voodoo boys that I felt like could have been explored. And you really, I really didn't find anything down there that was, was, uh, opened up for me. And I don't know if it was because of the choices that I made or there's just not that content, but I'm, I'm hoping that the first DLCs will start to try to address, uh, some of the, the lackluster amount of quests in some of the zones that were felt like they were kind of added later in the, into production compared to like Haywood or uh, Watson, where it is extremely heavy with Very story yeah. and, and quests. Right. Yeah, it would make sense, too, because uh, I can imagine a group like the Voodoo Boys having a ton of content written for them enough that you would be yeah. able to fill up a DLC. So, you know, it's better. It's better to do them a lot of justice, like good quality stuff and put it out in bulk than it is to try to stretch the game to cover things that you just don't have the the room to really cover yet um yeah so yeah i think i i would prefer that a little teaser into the you know through the main story of like these guys are really interesting and then nothing until you get the dlc and then you go oh now i get to learn more about them yeah and, and part of that's because i think i want 
I want them to dive more into the net and uh, net watch because right now they're they're just kind of a small portion from what I've been able to find of the game. And as we're going to dive into with the lore section with Bart Moss, they're they're kind of integral to maintaining what little semblance of net we currently have. Mm-hmm. And you know the voodoo boys are heavily impacting what's going on with that as well too like the storyline between netwatch and the voodoo boys is interesting to me and and very much peaks peaks my desire to have more content driven around that um and a lot of that is because of bart moss and right. It, right. it just makes sense yeah cool well we'll get into that a little bit more in the second half of the episode um let's let's move into some tips and tricks you said you had some things that you wanted to introduce to our listeners uh, now that you've you've completed the game you've spent 120 something hours what were you at it was it was 122 to complete the game i have since probably logged in at least another five hours uh i took a pretty big break mm-hmm. after i beat the game though to go to go play around uh with other stuff and and just kind of get a chance to um you know reflect on what's been going on yeah uh but i wanted to dive into um crafting because crafting feels like the thing that i think a lot of people may or may not have been investing a lot of time into you mentioned Um, you mentioned on the previous episode that it was uh the thing you found the you were given the least amount of introduction to so it was easy to miss right yep and very much so. So I wanted to kind of uh, get get a beat on where you're at with crafting. Like, yeah, is I that something that you? I haven't done much crafting at all. I ha- I haven't needed to. I think that's another side of this is that um, my character, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, feels so overpowered, at least when it comes to combat. That and mm-hmm. and I'm not nearly maxed out. Like, I've I've picked and choose which perks. I've kind of spread myself thin. I am not a min max build at all. But I feel on the regular difficulty that I'm the game is not a challenge. In fact, I'm looking for quests that say like highly dangerous so that it feels like a challenge. Right. So I should probably just up the the difficulty level. Um, But it's not like I've needed to. And in other games and I mean, you could you could say something like Skyrim or, or Fallout. Usually I'll go into crafting when I feel like I need to upgrade my weapons and I haven't found any just in the world that are better. So I, so I feel like, okay, well, I need to do something else in order to improve my ability in order to match the challenge. So that's when I go to crafting, but I haven't really had to do that. I've, I've only dabbled with it a little bit, broken some things down, made some simple items, um, gotten some, uh, I don't remember what they're called, but you know, the ability to make certain legendary items, yeah, the recipes or whatever yeah. they're called, but I haven't spent a lot of time with it. Okay. So, um, one of the problems that I ran into with this game is uh, a lot of the gear that I got and, and I'm speaking specifically to the actual clothing. I, I kept finding myself not running into any mods for my gear. So whatever mods came with it, I tended to, to wear that piece of armor because the mod was so good. So yeah. there's uh, a an armor mod called bully, which is a uh, 30% or 30%. No, uh, yeah, I think it's 30% increase to crit damage, which is is pretty good, um, mm-hmm. all things considered. And actually, sure. I'm going to double check on that. Yeah, I think it's uh, 30, yeah, 30% crit damage, and that stacks. So if you do two, you can actually get 60% if you use uh, double bully mods. So if you stack, you know, crit 
chance and crit damage, you could actually get a fair amount of damage uh, for your character. The problem that I ran into is a lot of the gear that you get, you want to look cool. And if you find one that has uh, like good slots for armor, then you can put stuff in there, but you rarely ever come across armor mods themselves. So right. the reason why I wanted to dive into crafting is because there is uh, one talent in crafting that absolutely changes my perspective on why I think crafting is a must for leveling throughout the game. And it's called waste, not want, not, and it's pretty deep into the actual, uh, into the actual ability. I think you have to be 16 points into crafting, but when you disassemble an item, you get the attached mods back, which oh, means if you have nice, a really ugly piece of gear, but it has a bully mod on it, and you want that bully mod for that increased crit damage, all you have to do is destroy that piece of gear, you get that mod back, and then you can put that into another piece. Likewise, if you find a better piece and you still have mod slots on it, but you want to get rid of your current one, but it's say like the, the brand new shirt, the wolf shirt that you got at the beginning of the game, it's really low armor, but it's got such a good mod on it that the damage just seems like it's worth keeping, but you, you know that you're getting hit and the armor is really an Im impact for you compared to all the high armor mod or, uh, uh, items that you find later in the game, waste, not want, not is going to help you get back that mod slot so that you can actually get those mods and then put them in future pieces of gear. And if you're going into that, uh, into that, that crafting that deep, you're going to be able to get the, the grease monkey to, to craft epic items. You'll be able to get the edge runner artisan, which allows you to craft legendary items mm -hmm. and you'll be able to start destroying some of those old items, uh, whether it be guns or armor, getting those mods back and actually applying them to future things. It seems and, almost and necessary like because it, because does. of those reasons, I felt like, okay, crafting really isn't a thing until I hit level 50 because mm -hmm. Anything I put into anything is within just 15 minutes of playing the game is just going to be over leveled anyway, and I'm just going to lose it. Um, but yeah, yep. that makes it that makes it plausible to just continue crafting the entire yep. time you're playing. It almost seems like it should be a very low level perk. It really should. And, and that's why I feel like I, I still really want them to really take a look at the crafting and take it out of the uh, ability aspect of the game mm -hmm. and make it a baseline system. Like it should just be like a baseline thing where you are just crafting on your own. Like you an MMO. Leave. It has nothing to do yeah. with leveling your character. It's a separate it's a separate thing that just depends on how much you do it. Yep. Because yeah. then, then people are going to invest time in it. And if they actually go in and fix up the, the actual crafting problems, like being able to craft items in bulk, like there's a, there's actually a uh, talent in or a perk in the, in the crafting section called tune up and tune ups really cool because if you have a lot of lower quality components, you can actually uh, make them into higher quality components, which mm. at this point in this late of the game, it's, it's really hard for me to get epic uh, components. So I have to just go to a shop and buy them. And, you know, if I'm trying to save up cash to be able to finish up all the vehicles, I don't want to have to drop 25K for 50 epic components. I want to be able to save that that 25 for an actual, you know, a vehicle. So yeah. tune-up helps that. But the way that they've actually designed uh, the crafting is you have to do it one at a time. Right. And... I have fallen asleep twice so far, leveling up, 
lower quality items components into higher quality ones seriously (laughs) i'll I'll be on the couch i'll be just sitting back relaxing and i'm just hitting the x button and i'm counting to two every time (laughs) and at a certain point i'm just holding it down and i wake up and i'm like crap it's been 10 minutes and i didn't i wasn't crafting any components at that time (laughs) and i'm just trying to get from uncommon to common to rare Uh to epic to let and it takes forever so they really like if they're going to have something in here like this they have to build a better crafting system they yeah. have to give yeah. you the ability to select how many you want to craft or just max it out craft it all in bulk at once and then let you get on with the actual game because right now it is it is too painful to to recommend wanting to do that it's it's almost easier just to go out and buy the components which right. defeats the whole point of the perk right. um you know this is really Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish. No, I, go ahead. I've got I've got thoughts. Um, this is one of the things that they're going to have to uh, solve, and I feel like it's been solved a lot for MMOs and these um, continual play type games, like the kinds of games that you and I play a lot of in other yeah. formats, where they may not be MMOs, but they're they're these kind of living worlds that just constantly get updated. And I feel like that's where they're going to go with the multiplayer side of this. Is you know, you build a character, you live in the world, you do things, and events happen and crafting happens and and whatever but in order for this to work in that system which is probably where this this game is heading towards i mean this seems like the foundation for that these are things they're going to have to learn and um cd project red hasn't made a game like that before they've made solar solo play rpgs where you level up and you play through the storyline you do all the side quests and then you're done and you're out right um yep and then you start a new character and you do another playthrough um this is going to be this is like that they have to they have to learn what actually works in kind of a living system environment for this to really make sense yeah yeah so there's time there's uh, the ability to do it already with mods uh they haven't been able to craft a mod that will let you make stuff in bulk yet but they can make it instant which it's much easier to set up an auto key program and have it hit a button if it's instant and just have it repeat that and do it that way but there's there needs to be a a more refined system in the actual game that allows you to, to mess around with this uh but i i cannot stress if if you're playing through this um you really don't have to dump too many points into what you're going for you can really you're only going to get 50 points anyway so you can only max out two of uh two of the actual uh abilities and then you'll have 10 points extra i i definitely recommend that folks kind of take a look at some of the deeper stuff in in areas that they aren't really paying attention to because you know if you have if you're going heavy on smarter tech weapons or power weapons engineering has a lot of good things mixed in there to increase like the damage or the or reduce the charge time or you know tons of different things in engineering that you can mess around with but it's just not as flashy as some of the crit chance ones or damage multipliers for uh you know like reflex or body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think that the whole game kind of needs a tune-up when it comes to difficulty at least mm. um i yep. mean obviously like with my playthrough i could up the difficulty level but i think that kind of misses the point in that the the best things you can find in the game aren't necessarily behind the most difficult places to get into or the most difficult enemies to beat um yeah i feel like 
even at a, a regular difficulty, if you just do default difficulty, there should be places in the game that are almost impossible for you to accomplish doing until you are level 50 and you've maxed out some sort of build in a way that allows you to really do that. Whether that's hack into the location or kill enough of these very difficult enemies or whatever, you know, or, or craft yourself weapons that are going to enable you to get in, you know, whatever it is. Um, there's a lot that could be added to the game in, in that, that kind of side of it. Um, make really really interesting i don't know the 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 difficulty range should be broader i think well it, it I, I i was one of my criticisms of the the game after i finished it i did a, a tweet thread that kind of talked about what i what i wanted to change one of the things that i really really hope that they can fix with the with the dlc is better uh better difficulty scaling yeah because i finished the game the boss fight at the end which i don't want to give spoilers for i watched a video and the video was like a four minute fight and i'm like Oh, what the heck? Yeah. And I saw the, I, I and saw that the sounds level cool. and I was like, like, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Super okay. Boring. Gotta, to watch. Gotta, and, got, but I got to work up to it. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I got in there, uh, because I'd went and did everything beforehand, I was super high level. It, it's it, the way I played and the way I took, it was a, a like a 20 second fight. And when it was <laughs> done, I was like, man, I really, I really kind of missed out on whatever the, whatever the cool phases of this fight was because he <laughs> right. just, that was it. That was done. Burned it down. Yeah. 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 Um, I also think that uh, there's another side to it, and that is that the AI just isn't very smart. So, yeah. um, e- you know, even without any hacking, I can run into a place and everyone's like, huh? What? Oh. And then they start chasing me, and then I can go hide in a closet, and I don't even have to have good sneak stats. I just hide in a closet, and they're like, where'd you go? You better come yeah. out here. I'm going to tear your arms out of your sockets, you know, and they just like, well, I don't know where they went. Then yeah. they just act like a big dummy until I, you know, they come by the door and then I chop their head off, you know, like that's it. You would think that they're what I want are some AI that track you down really well. I also want not everyone to be aware that you're there just as soon as one person sees that you're there. Like the fact mm-hmm. that like everybody knows or that you can hack the connection between them and the other people so that if one person finds you, it doesn't mean the others know you're there. Like that yeah. seems to make sense. Like it would make sense that if they're all connected wirelessly through their electronics, one person is alerted. They're all alerted, right? The alarm goes off. But if you break that connection, one person finds you, but the other just don't know you're there still. Um, I want the... Uh, more difficult enemies in the area to be smarter than the less difficult enemies. Like, I want some of them to scale. You know, like, if you have a gang holding down, a, you know, a factory, one of those gang members is probably the boss of the group that's there. Maybe they're smarter. Yeah. Maybe they're they're better at ferreting you out. You know, maybe they're... You know, I also want, like, rooms and locations. Uh, I almost feel like none of the open world locations in, in this game have anything akin to a dungeon. No. Every location is fairly small, right? So yeah. if you can hack through one door and you have enough to get into the office of that place, then you can just waltz in, hack through the office, grab the thing you need, run out, and run away, and almost never have to deal with fighting anybody. You could just yeah. like that's how they're gonna speedrun this game. They're just gonna run past the enemies, grab the thing they need, and then leave. Um, there needs to be more to it than that. 
Um, if yeah. you if you infiltrate a location with a gang, then the gang needs to be on high alert for you everywhere the gang is, so that when you come across another gang, even just on the street, or a gang member's car drives past you, they go, "Wait a minute, that's one of the guys we're after," and then they turn and they chase you. You know, <laughs> like. There, yeah. there, there are other systems that could be added into this in order to make it a much more living world uh, that would make a lot more sense than just like infiltrate one location, leave, you're done. Yep. And I'm, and I'm really concerned, too, because it feels like there's a, a cognitive dissonance between the fixers and the gangs. I feel like the fixers are representing the gangs, but at the same time, I get missions from fixers of those gangs to kill members of the gang. And it doesn't feel like it makes it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm not quite sure why there's been times where I've gone out and uh, Padres told me to go kill Valentinos, and I'm like, is it, why would why would Padres want to do this? It or make any sense? Or why isn't there a reputation system with each of the gangs? So that's what I thought. So when, if they know you were against them, they would you would lower your reputation. You know, like if yeah. you do things for their fixer, then you raise your reputation. And maybe your reputation is raised to the point where you go to a location for that gang and they all recognize you and they just let you in. Yeah. And there even was, if you have to steal something from them, as long as you do it discreetly, they're not pissed off at you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and there was a version. I remember we talked uh, this summer. Uh, there was a, a, a situation where I was like, I'm willing to bet that you have to wear street cred or you have to earn street cred with the with the rep, with the gangs to unlock uh, items, you know, mods, mm-hmm. perks, things like that. Like, I figured there was going to be much more involvement with the actual gangs as opposed to them being flavored uh, enemy NPCs in yeah. the area. That's so, all they are. They're just different flavors of, of bad guy. Yeah. So when we when when I saw that, I was like, you know, I was I was kind of hoping that we were going to be getting a little more depth to to the actual gangs. And, and you know, I'd be able to I'd be able to be a, a Maelstrom member if I wanted to. If I could be part of the voodoo gang, I would be part of the voodoo gang. But it's very much not wrapped around that aspect of it. So I, I think maybe I was expecting something different. Um, but there's a version of this game where I totally was expecting like your gear and your, your items were going to be based on who you were loyal to and who you, who you did work for. And that just, it wasn't the case. And I'm, I'm happy with what we got, but I, I I definitely hope that there's a opportunity for the the devs to take a look at that kind of a system as well too, and see what can be done in the multiplayer. Yeah. I think we've been spoiled by Bethesda. Um, as for, for all of their faults with bugs and bad releases and things like that, their systems are the best in video gaming, even though they're so complex, they cause some of the bugs. But this mm-hmm. idea that like you show up at a location, they know who you are, you've done things for the Brotherhood, now you're in with them. You know, like, like we yeah. were expecting something like Fallout 4, but we got something that was more similar to Assassin's Creed. Yep. Yeah. Um, but... Still really love this game though. Oh yeah, I, no, no, it's it's still a great game. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just it's just not it's it's not as complex as I think we some of us were hoping. But that doesn't a, mean it can't continue game. to grow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a hard game to try and label, right? It's it's an RPG, but it's also open world, but it's also a first person narrative adventure game. Like, there's so many aspects to this game that uh, that really kind of break what I expect right. from 
right. most games that it's it's hard for me not to draw comparisons to things that I've played in the past. And as a result, I think a lot of people are, are finding the criticisms easy uh, w- while overlooking the the just general awesomeness that that this game actually has built in uh, from some of the, the things that I've just experienced playing forever right Right. yeah yeah but it i mean i was thinking about this too it makes sense that the things that are good in this game are the things that are are like story and characters because that's what cd project red has traditionally been very good at doing so yeah it makes you know that's what they're doing those are the things that they are you know top notch at so those things are really really good in the game hopefully they continue to grow in these other ways as well and then they can work in these other systems um or, or who knows, maybe maybe DLC brings upgrades to certain systems and they start trying some of these other things out. Or maybe when we get finally get the multiplayer version of the game, that's when they start including a little bit more depth in the ability to roleplay your character. Oh, God, it would be so cool if the multiplayer let you pick a gang and join it yeah. and you could represent it and you could fight other players in the multiplayer game because it's just or a, a, a corp rivalry. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to be a gang member. Maybe you're a, you're a corpo and you work for corp. Arasaka or or Militech. Or maybe maybe like what if you could what if you could work for the corporations and then you could get hired out as a uh, trauma team member. Ooh, and so you get missions cool. for like sign up for trauma team and you go to the trauma team location and they're like somebody's snapped their card. Get on the transport. Go do this mission with your trauma team squad. You know that kind of, that stuff would be awesome too. Yeah, there's so there's so many directions they can go with this. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Is there's just so much potential that we, we we have these dreams for all the you know end results of all of these potentials, and yet you can't do all of those things all at the same time. You just it's, true. it's just too much. Um, but I'm sure we'll be getting more awesome stuff regardless of what happens, and definitely more story and character stuff. So on that note, yeah. why don't we move to the middle of the show and then we'll get to Bart Moss and uh, kind of a little bit on the data crash and refresher on that stuff. Um, man, these episodes are going long because we have so much to talk about, but here we go. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> So just a quick thank you to our patrons. We went through the entire list of patrons last week and thank you again to all of you for supporting the show. We very, very much appreciate it. You guys are the absolute best. If you're interested in helping to support the show and make sure that we can keep doing this, then patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast is the place to go to sign up even for just a few bucks a month. You can get ad free episodes and early episodes and access to the discord channels and the extended versions of the show so when we're hanging out with the the live audience afterwards having a chat after the end of the episode about some of the things that we talked about in the episode or other stuff you don't miss out on that if you can't make the live episodes all that stuff is there and our upgraded members get to join us at the end of every month so go check that out and thanks again to all of our patrons you guys are the absolute best Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside.
So let's do a little refresh here about the data crash. I, I did an episode a while ago about the data crash and uh, the events. And, and this plays into the storyline of 2077 because they're still reeling from the data crash. And I think the simplest way to explain that is that at some point in the history of, of what was going on, the net was... Uh, what's the best what's the best word for this um the net it became a no longer a safe place to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it, understatement it was basically taken over by ai and uh turned into a very dangerous place and so had to get closed down and sectioned off and so in the world of 2077 if people are connected at a distance it's only because netwatch and their new version of the net allows a small amount of connection safely but there is still a, an internet out there that is a very very dangerous place is that is that a good like back of the carton explanation what do you think yeah yeah i, I mean uh, real short the uh the one of the books says that the the end of the war the net had been reduced to a terrifying wilderness of corrupted data psychic booby traps and rogue demon programs lurking in wait to destroy anyone foolhardy or desperate enough to venture into cyberspace and yeah that's it's it's kind of like the worst case scenario for what you would expect nowadays if you went anywhere onto websites that aren't certified uh yeah you're you're going to run into viruses and malicious software it's going to lock up your system except your system is your body because you have implants and you're a net runner so and the viruses yeah. have ai like human beings and they do more than just what a virus does they think yeah. for themselves um <laughs> so it's like it's almost like a danger it's almost like actually going to the dangerous part of a city and walking around in it virtually looking for trouble yeah just like <laughs> what's around this corner oh there's there's a drug deal right here and that guy has a gun and now it's pointed at my head yeah like yeah. that that's basically what visiting the net is now um yeah. if if you die in the net you die in real life <laughs> right right so all of this came to a head mostly because of a single person um rach bartmoss and there there's some connections to 2077 in fact there's uh some hidden bits in some of the quests and references to, to Bart Moss. Um, let's go over the biography is just kind of a, a quick, you know, this is from the fandom.com site, uh, just kind of a quick overview of who Bart Moss is. Um, described as the most brilliant and paranoid hacker in the net, Rach Bart Moss became the archetype for the rogue netrunner and made himself an enemy of the corporations. Subsequently, he lived the life of a wanted man, but was crafty enough to give the corpos the slip time and time again. Bartmoss took advantage of IG's 2014 redesign of the net, planting a virus into it. He was reported dead on multiple occasions. He was said to have suffered true death at the beginnings of the fourth corporate war in 2021, when an Arasaka mass driver cannon in orbit vaporized his conapt with a direct hit with a meteor <laughs> holy crap in 2022 rach was also allegedly how much do you have to want somebody killed to do like to want them dead to do that like anyway um 2022 rach <laughs> was also allegedly killed in a corporate raid triggering a dead man switch for his data crash virus two weeks after his death this virus crippled the net infecting 78.2 percent of the net later in the year by 2045 his legacy lived on and he was rumored to be the man rumored to be responsible for the crippling of the net so that's 
come Cyberpunk Red and the the new stuff that was released there. In truth, yeah. Bart Moss quietly flatlined in 2021. Previously, he had entombed himself in a cryogenic freezer disguised to look like an ordinary refrigerator and kept himself alive with top-of-the-line life support as his body withered. But he still managed to be one of the best hackers on, in the net. Unfortunately, he was too paranoid to trust anyone with his location or leave any means of recovering him. When the freezer's power supply malfunctioned, the life support failed. Bart Moss died with no one the wiser and faded into legend. Holy crap. This is yeah. this is awesome stuff. First of all, badass badass dude basically wrecks the net, creates viruses mim- mimicking himself basically. Uh and and lets them out into the net, destroys all the information that humanity has basically ever had and cripples the world's ability to communicate. And then survives or doesn't survive multiple assassination attempts by eventually putting himself in cryostasis but still allowing his consciousness to exist as a program i believe is what he actually does here and yeah. exist out in in the net or in data structures until eventually his body withers away when the power goes out holy crap yeah it's kind of <laughs> crazy it's crazy to think like you think about like what would it take to get rid of all of the information on the internet and he creates this data crash virus which it, it was interesting reading up on this because it was basically imagine if you if every copy of windows that was being used on pcs and every copy of uh, apple's uh, operating system apple os every copy of linux came with a with a built-in virus that was going to eat anything that was on the computer after one person died yeah and when that one person dies every computer hooked up to the internet just eats itself alive and all of the information that you had every family photo every song every movie every historical document ever scanned your tax into a files computer, your the, every, you know documents that detail what you own how much is in your bank account all of that stuff yeah everything he collapsed an entire nation within a day because of one virus that he managed to get access to one guy's computer upload it and disguised it as hentai (laughs) and the guy left it alone and it spread throughout the rest of all of the operating system every single operating system one hentai file that was that was actually a virus yeah and it totally destroyed all of the all of the world so really <laughs> of course death problem. by hentai <laughs> yeah. it's, it's only appropriate it's a, it's that's what we get that's what we get for that's why this is why we can't have nice things um yeah <laughs> so the next section here is probably spoiler territory if you haven't played through parts of the game or maybe not depending on and logan has played play? through parts of this and what happened yeah. in your playthrough because it may have actually been different than what it says here but what it says here in the in the wiki is by 2077 bart moss was widely accepted as the mastermind of the data crash though his ultimate fate was still a mystery that year v received an odd signal directing them to a set of coordinates in the badlands and this is a quest in the game of course deep in the junkyard v found bart moss's fridge confirming his death and putting to rest decades of urban legends and conspiracy theories. Johnny Silverhand immediately recognized Bart Moss, of course, the Johnny that's in the chip, uh, despite the rot setting into his corpse, and had V salvage his cyberdeck. Upon taking the cyberdeck to the Netrunner Nix at Afterlife for analysis, 
Nick sprung a trap inside and would have fried his brain if not for V's quick thinking. Nick's found nothing of value in the cyberdeck except some mildly interesting chat logs, but gave V some epic demons as a reward for saving his life. So, confirmation in 2077 that he's actually dead, that his body was in a fridge, and that that's how he had survived the data crash. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. But I didn't run into this. I have I have not seen this in game and it really boggles me because and, and did you get I the signal? Did you go out to the Badlands? Did you do the quest or did you that's n- the weird, never trigger? I got to. So that's that's the interesting thing. Um, this is this is kind of what happened for me. And again, this is spoiler. So if you guys are already listening to this, it's on you. Uh, if, if you don't want to hear what, yeah. what yeah. I went through turn it off now come back later when you when you feel like you've completed all the missions and stuff so i got an odd signal that sent me out to the badlands i went out to the badlands and it sent me on a quest chain uh and this was part of the bart moss uh collective that the quest chain that i found so i may not have run into this specific quest i may have gotten a separate one or a different one but Bartmov, uh, uh, Bartmoss collective that I went chasing after sent me out to the Badlands and then ping ponged me throughout all of Night City, going to different relays to discover these modems that had been hooked up to uh, to the to the net off of a off of stolen power from different areas until it sent me to Pacifica. And when it sent me to Pacifica, it sent me to that theme park. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go right on the the roller coaster because I saw that in a video that they that they put out. So this must be that point where I'm going to go right on a roller coaster because I've done everything else. No, <laughs> I get over there. And remember in the movie Big, there's uh, that Zoltan yeah, uh, machine yeah. gives the that the kid that you know he he wishes on and becomes big and an adult and the whole movie precipice is on that that one machine there is a digital version of that digital zoltan digital zoltan that is out in the theme park and there's a router connected or a modem connected up to it and it's been hacked and everything that has been sent to me through the the bart moss collective which um actually i've got so i've got cyberpunk pulled up and i i was getting messages throughout the game from the the bart moss collective uh and it starts out the first will come uh first will come the great reality check which ushers in the future of tomorrow and then i got another one whenever money changes hands your true self becomes a victim of capitalism then i got another (laughs) one best weapon against capitalism is uninterrupted meditation and Uh. then the next corporate oppression will only end once you stop oppressing yourself and then the last one that i got was wake up and wake up other or wake others up join our collective and then it sends me to a website so i went to the website and then the website gave me coordinates and that's what set set me off in this thing and at the end of these coordinates is this stupid zoltan machine that's been hacked that is spouting this gibberish that is just random anti-capitalism, uh, anti-corpo stuff. Huh. Huh. And and I'm sitting here and I'm like, that's it? That's that's everything? And Johnny's having a heyday. He's like, you're a friggin' idiot for, for following this. I can't believe you actually went through with all this. You were so dumb. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, of I course. Can't. I can't, I, you gotta be freaking kidding me. This is what it led to. So when we, when we were doing research and I read this in, I was like, I feel like I got robbed. 
feel like I got ruined for for a really cool line of a bit of lore. And and it, it sent me to the Zoltan thing in the middle of the freaking Pacific. I was like, what the heck? Huh. You gotta be kidding me. Huh. So I wonder I, if it I was just a, I, a complete alternate thing. Maybe this I mean it sounds like it has a similar beginning, but it's a complete different I don't know. Or a decision yeah. you meant meant you made branched off in another direction and you never got to the this other side yeah. of it. That's I don't know. Crazy thing. I don't That's know why I messed up. That's crazy. It's so weird. But I, I think it's cool, you know, like in this game we get things like this is the most you know this is the most legendary netrunner and this is the baddest of the solos you know morgan blackhand and like this is the most borged out dude you know like all of that kind of stuff right we get and so meeting a guy like or at least the corpse of rach bart moss is is pretty cool now i have to wonder this this of course what we're doing with Cyberpunk 2077 is we're building a franchise. We, CD Projekt Red, is building a franchise on the events of the previous franchise, of the events of the, the tabletop books, right? And this is the generation after that generation. So we're setting kind of a template, right? This is the Rach Bartmoss. This is the Johnny Silverhand. He is the rocker boy of all rocker boys. This is the Morgan Blackhand. He is the solo of all solos. So at some point in, I would expect in the DLC in Cyberpunk 2 in the multiplayer game, we will get the new baddest net runner on the net. We will get the new baddest solo who works for Militech or whatever, you know, like there, there are going to be, this was the swan song of these characters. This is the wrap up of these characters. And then we will get that next group, or we will get characters from CD projects, reds, uh, cyberpunk red or i'm sorry uh our uh cyberpunk red stuff starting to show back up and being more active in 77 but even then they would be older they would be in their 50s or 60s probably i i think you're actually hitting the nail on the head and i have an excerpt from the actual game that was one of my shards that i got mm -hmm. that i wanted to see if i could share with you um it does have curse words so just a, a heads up if it got little ones listening but have you come across the character bugbear bugbear i don't know i don't i don't okay. know for sure I'm, again i'm bad at names so that's fair uh, this was a chick who was a net runner that you had to rescue in tiger claw area i think so i think i did okay yeah uh, Bugbear sticks out in my head because uh, whenever I think Bugbear, uh, mm -hmm. I've heard it's D and D based, but I yeah. also remember. Yeah, neither bug nor bear, but yes, they're they're yeah. like yeah, they're like little monsters. So uh, this is a uh, Bugbear spelled Leet Speak, uh, well mostly Leet Speak, um, and it's a shard called Blaming Bartmoss, and this was really interesting because you talked about you know new netrunners, and I think Bugbear might be one. Uh, Bugbear mm -hmm. shard says. When I imagine what the net was like before Bart Moss, I see thousands of potential threats and thousands of opportunities. Of course, the whole system was unstable. Corpo running, uh, runners pulling one way, post-war rogue AIs pulling the other, financial markets tanked, virus uh, mutations spiraled in uncontrollable ways, and runners got cooked in their living rooms every now and then. Bart Moss saw the net as a grenade waiting for the pin to get pulled, and that's exactly what he did. 
fuck it, right? Let the world burn. Bart Moss fucked the system, but fucked all of us right along with it. Just look at it now. Corpos are on top as usual. The black wall, parentheses, which was supposed to protect us after the Nets crash, end parentheses, is just another tool in Netwatch's arsenal. Before Bartmoss, the net was an untamed jungle. If you could navigate it, you had a chance to survive. You were free. After Bartmoss, the net's like airport security check. Every step you take, Netwatch is checking your papers and performing a thorough cavity search. <laughs> oh, but all of your own good, all for your own good, of course. And that's the end of the shard. And since you, since you, and sorry again for the spoilers, but since you say Bugbear, that was all the contact I ever got in touch with Bugbear. I tried calling her later, never got any any uh, thing from that. But you're talking about setting up a new cast of characters in mm -hmm. this 2077 world. I kind of look to Bugbear as the next Bart Moss because yeah. she gets it. Yeah, she seems I, to be kind of, a kindred spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very interested to see if they do dive into future DLC with Netwatch and the Voodoo Boys and uh, Black Wall. I, I'm kind of hoping that uh, Bugbear is kind of at the forefront of trying to guide you through whatever you need to do. Uh -huh. to, or playing both groups. That's yeah, totally. Yeah. It'd be a great way to see how she uh, how she would take on Netwatch and uh, Voodoo Boys. Right, right. Yeah, I could totally see some storylines around that stuff. Well, if you guys have any thoughts about some of the stuff or characters that you've seen in the game that you think are going to stand out in future DLC content and the continuation of these stories, then then let us know, because I'm sure CD Projekt Red is cooking up some stuff. Um, before we head out, Logan, you got anything cool to, to talk about? Anything you're doing? Ways people can get a hold of you? Sea Thieves is always going strong. Uh, we're, we're celebrating uh, the the New Year's event right now. So get out there, play around with powder kegs and falls and sinking ships and burning skellies. It's you know kind of normal for us Sea of Thieves pirates, uh, but that's always going on. That'll be out Monday. And um, if you want to get a hold of me at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-O-N on Twitter, you can always find me in the Robots Radio uh, Discord server as well. Um, otherwise, I'll be here doing more cyberpunk coverage. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I've been um, planning things for the new year, so I've got some some ideas for things that I want to do. Uh, one of the things I've been doing on stream as I've been kind of up late at night over this last week is uh, seeing if I can beat Skyrim VR as a naked wizard. <laughs> and that, I'm not naked on this, like the wizard's naked, not me. Uh, but you can see me That's in good. VR doing it. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. I am the naked wizard and seeing if I can beat Skyrim uh, in VR, which is an amazing experience. If you haven't done Skyrim in VR, it's great, especially with mods that make the game look even better. It's freaking amazing, dude. Looking up at those mountains in game. In, it's insane. I, I I gotta know. Little teaser. How's it going so far? Is it is it is it pretty bad? Is it I'm, is it? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah. I mean, it's st standard difficulty. Okay. Uh, standard okay. difficulty. And <laughs> if you've played Skyrim, you know that like you have to wear wizard robes in order to increase your magicka regen. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest hurdle. Um, I've decided mm -hmm. that it's okay for me to wear shoes and a hat, but you're still naked <laughs> if you wear shoes and a hat, right? Those are still. <laughs> Those are still okay. So I imported oh I imported a wizard hat mod. So now I have a wizard's hat and shoes. Um, I also modded out the game with a VR mod that allows you to see your body. 
So you, I, in VR, I can put my hands up and I can see like my weird arms and they move in weird ways because of course it only knows where the controllers are. It's trying to in, trying to figure out where the rest of your body is. And then I can look, oh look down God. and of course I'm wearing a loincloth, but you know, like I'm naked. Uh, and every so often when I walk up to someone, they're like, put some clothes on. <laughs> they, they yell at me and then oh I yell back God. at them. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's good times. I- I don't know. I don't remember what the reference was, but there was a, a very old, old net uh, joke about um, some guy like hitting on a girl and like being into it was like a, a text dialogue back and forth. And he's like, I'm really into D&D. And she's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, but I'm naked right now. And something like that. And he's like, puts on wizard's hat and, and staff. And I'm just, <laughs> that's all I can think of is you running around naked with a wizard hat on being like, hey. How you doing? Yep. How's it going? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I got to the College of Winterhold. The first thing I did was I went to the College of Winterhold and I um of course enrolled in the college. So you get you get through there, you do the little tour naked, and then you go like join the class and here I am and I'm like, Hello, fellow students. <laughs> and I'm like the naked guy in class. <laughs> Just standing there. Yeah. The whole thing is ridiculous oh. in my head. I love it. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. It's like the actual dream of waking up and thinking you're naked in school. Yeah. No, but actually being that way. But but my character is very proud because I always have to role play my character too. And I'm just like, they're like, put on some clothes. And I'm like, what are you doing? Take off your clothes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm not ashamed. (laughs) Oh, man. That's Um, good stuff. Yeah. It's good times. Uh, But that's what I've got going on. Otherwise, you can check out all the other shows at robotsradio.net and all the other lore casts that I do. And of course, the other shows on the network. Um, There's a whole bunch of them. So if you're into video games at all, go check out this other stuff on the network. You guys, I'm sure, will find other things that you'd love to listen to. All right. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with some more stuff, news, tips, lore. Who knows? Maybe a mix of all three. And until next time, um, yeah, don't go into the net because... It'll it'll burn your brain right out. So don't do it. All right guys, we'll see you. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network. Smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinsky. And I'm Dogbark24. We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE to PvP and everything in between. There's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We, we hope, hope you check, check us, us out. out. Thanks! Thanks. 
Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are Dragon Breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Nicola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's the Elden Archives, from Soft Lorecast, available everywhere.